It's very difficult for Manchester United to stop that. What do you want them to do? Come out and deny every single link. With 22 links to different players on one day last week alone. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Now then, you're welcome back. So full-time at Crow Park and Kerry are uh, safely through. We have Mossy Quinn here in the studio, James O'Donoghue who is still at Crow Park. I feel like you and I have been talking, James, for about four weeks at this stage. Ooh, was that the right line? James O'Donoghue, are you there? James O'Donoghue, trying once. Gone. Okay, we'll try and get James back in just one second. So full-time at Crow Park. And in the end, it was very comfortable for Kerry. So a stat there just mentioned on the television coverage, Mossy, which does tell quite the tale. Mayo had 49 attacks. Kerry only had 41 by comparison. Mayo got off 32 shots. Kerry 28. Uh, These stats tell us what we could tell really just watching the game. Uh, Mayo's shooting just was on the floor for a, a game of this standard for the level required. Uh, kind of coming all season yeah it has been and and that was the thing like left Crow Park after the Kildare game and and Logic you were looking at them saying they're struggling up front they're really struggling up front and without Ryan O'Donoghue Tommy Conrad like they are missing quality players so there is that but but you just couldn't see where they were going to put up a big enough score and the second half in particular there they only was it a three four points over the course of the second half but it was it was the wides and the manner in which they were coming they were working so hard they, in fairness as they always do they were turning over ball they were hunting in packs but they had no shape up front and a lot of the options were really poor and every wide just seemed to drain a little bit more yeah. confidence every single time one after the other and they never got that purple patch we talked about at halftime they never got that run where they reeled off a score you know put a press and a kick out got a, didn't even look like creating a goal chance in the second half at any stage so it was pretty comfortable now Kerry did step up defensively they were they were on top at the back but that was nearly through them pushing forward for me that was from like we, we talked about like Tom Sullivan's probably man of the match there he's yeah. three points from play should have scored a goal got fouled for free at the end that Sean O'Shea tapped over uh, Graham O'Sullivan as well scored from the full back line it, their, their, def- their attitude was nearly we're just going to go forward here and if Killian O'Connor's task of tracking me well let him come with me the whole afternoon and, and Mayo then had no shape they had no out ball and then they ended up taking those aimless shots from 35-40 yards under pressure and obviously the return was way down At a certain point they might have needed to think about getting O'Connor off O'Sullivan and almost, I mean you don't want to put it this way and, and Mayo always liked to be in the front put, foot but almost saying we better get someone to mark O'Sullivan here Yeah uh, I'm I'm surprised teams have gone back to that and it seems like it's gone back to that like if you think back to even was it the Dublin Kerry All-Ireland final in 2015 the famous shot of uh, Philly McMahon scoring a point and the Gooch trying to block him like if you're Dublin where do you want the Gooch if you're Kerry today where do you want Killian O'Connor you want him 90 yards from the goal you yeah. want him chasing your cornerback who's going forward if you're a cornerback that's the dream and like from a forwards perspective and people are laughing they are, the corner forward doesn't want to work it's not about not wanting to work hard it's about working smarter so if Killian O'Connor to me goes as far as halfway possibly then he passes him on and you look at the half forward line then he hands him over to a Jordan Flynn or a Matthew Ruan or a Connor Loftus or whoever's there and, and he may be because all six carry backs aren't going so then Killian might go over onto Obieglock or someone like that and, and it's 
it's nearly it's been smarter with their energy and it's been smarter with their setup and then it also allows if they do turn them over Killian's still up the pitch so you have a better shape and then you have an out ball and it's not just him like they, they, they asked the same questions today um, Carney was taken off at half time Conor Loftus was chasing even Carr when he came on James Carr short, he scored a good point but he didn't really have much impact in the game a lot of the time he was spent running back towards his own goal so if there's a bit for me I'd rather see that if I'm part of a forward team I'd rather rather than blindly and there is sometimes in the game you will have to go you mightn't have someone to pass him on to so that might happen once or twice a half yeah. but the amount of times we saw shots there Killian O'Connor trailing trailing um, behind Tom Sullivan back in his own half struggling to get back up to pitch then and not just Killian it's the same for every forward or for the majority of forwards and it's uh, that was something from it that's more of a tactical systematic change that they could have made they could have looked at now look if you haven't been working at it and maybe your game is based on we're going man to man and we're good enough to win man to man but then then that does come down to your question well then do you take Killian O'Connor off he clearly isn't able to stay man on man with Tom Sullivan mm. and you have to change that then you know so James O'Donoghue back with us James we were just talking there about for instance and there were there were several fires for Mayo to address but you wonder at a certain point the wisdom of leaving Killian O'Connor on Thomas Sullivan and having to trek back continuously either move him off of Sullivan or, or even make the change and get him off but one yeah. way or another like O'Sullivan uh, like was a net gain for Kerry you just can't have that it was I, I think that was more of a Kerry decision like if you're a corner forward can you really decide who you're going to mark do you know like if they wanted to get Killian off Tom O'Sullivan the only option would have been to take him off because no matter where Killian went I feel like Kerry were going to torture him with Tom O'Sullivan bombing up the field mm. and that was and can you pass him off at a certain point no you can you, you can most of the time but I mean there are going to be a couple of times and then Tom just made hay every time like that goal chance in the first half he hit an outside of the boot from probably 60 yards out in to the 14 yard line to Ganey in on goal an unbelievable pass next time he came up the field he kicked a point outside the left at that at that stage Killian was probably going this fella can't do any more I have to go with him every time do you know so yeah. if he's making hay on you you then you've no excuse you have to go with him just to, just to nullify him if you can so after this weekend then we've had wins for Dublin and Kerry ahead of this anticipated semi-final on July the 10th half past 3 the whole country already looking forward to it we'll have Derry Galway the day before the 9th at half past 5 did either Dublin or Kerry put in a, a real signature performance today or, or put down a marker today and yesterday no I, I, I don't think so I mean Kerry definitely needed that game like Kerry played Cork in Parky Rin they played okay in the second half but first half Cork definitely uh, went toe to toe with them I know they went very defensive uh, then Kerry were in the Munster final they played Limerick at home Limerick were you know on a hiding to nothing there really Kerry have an unbelievable record in Clarny so Kerry didn't get tested there this was the best quarter final draw Kerry could have got because they were going to get a great test off Mayo but would still fancy themselves to win the game so luckily they've come out of it on the right side and they have a game under their belt now that will will see them ready for Dublin I mean Dublin if you look back at over the years Dublin don't need a warmer upper Dublin have come in to All-Ireland semi-finals and finals after playing a very handy Leinster and a handy quarter-final no problem so they always get to the pitch of it Kerry kind of have, have struggled in that sense a bit more I feel so Kerry will be happy for that game today I think the challenge the difference now and this is where Dublin's challenge is, will be in previous years James the Dublin squad was so strong like the 26 the 30 guys that they had there there was no doubt of the quality matches they were getting in training or the work that was being done whereas if you look at Dublin's bench yesterday and particularly with James McCarthy and Con not starting or not fit to play 
you'd wonder in terms of are they replicating to that same level as they were a couple of years ago and that is the challenge and that's what I suppose the question's been asked at Dublin this year do they have guys who can impact off the bench like I think the subs yesterday you're looking at Aaron Byrne coming on he kicked a point Lorcan O'Dell's come on he started a couple of games in Leinster but that's not the same as a couple of years ago when you're bringing Paul Flynn or Kev McManaman or Dear McConley or whoever else coming in off the bench and that is that's where ultimately I think what will decide Dublin season as, as we get into the Kerry game and that is the, the little question that might be different about whether they need it and the court game yesterday it was fairly flat in there in terms of felt like they were always in control, in control. Yeah. if they had to step it up a gear they didn't really create any goal chances which was different but I suppose they did have to work things out like if you look at the Kildare game that day when Dublin played with the three bunched inside in the full forward line really deep really high and Kildare left a man on man and Dublin destroyed them yeah. Cork had the plus one sitting there so there was no obvious when those forwards broke it wasn't as clear cut as the last time where they could just pop it in in front of them so Dublin had to work a little bit harder they were clipping a couple of points but again they felt again maybe a bit similar to Kerry today never really got out of second or third gear never really had to mm. um, and that's obviously where the, the difference will be in a couple of weeks <laughs> Isn't it quite something about this championship we just keep talking about teams still not tested still not tested eventually like someone's tested but it's uh, the last match or two of the championship James we were just talking we mentioned the stats there when we were trying to connect with you Mayo 49 attacks Kerry 41 so 8 Mayo attacks more than Kerry and Mayo got off 32 shots to Kerry's 28 if there is a concern for Kerry all this talk of Paddy Talley and tightening up defensively if Mayo had their shooting boots on or if you know uh, if, if Dublin were to be given 49 attacks and 32 shots then things are going to be very difficult for Kerry I wouldn't say Kerry can get the train home this evening and be chatting amongst themselves and say geez, yeah we really shut Mayo down no, they 100% didn't, especially in that first half. Mayo kicked nine points and they left probably a goal and three out there. Like, good chances. If you give Dublin 32 shots, they're going to get 24 points, probably. So, like, you just can't do it. You just can't give them that time and space. But Kerry looked lethargic in the first half. They just didn't seem to be getting to the pitch of the game as easily as Mayo. But again, that probably is because Mayo had a few games under their belt. But sometimes you need to go away with question marks because if they were all going home on the train tonight going, Jesus, you were brilliant and mm. Jesus, we defended great. Like, you're not actually focused for training then over the next over the next fortnight. They can go away and say, lads, we cannot concede those shots. And as well, we're too deep and we need to get more bodies into attack so we can break faster. Like when Kerry were in transition, I thought they were too deep and they didn't they didn't seem to have the pace or the, the energy after defending to get up the field again. Now, maybe a game under the belt will help them, but they definitely need to improve that as well. The real bonus, I suppose, today in some respects is Clifford. Looked to be moving well and came through OK and has minutes under his belt now. Yeah, he was good. I mean... It, like Clifford's probably the best player in the country. He definitely wasn't at his at his ultimate best today, but he had the the decisive moment in the first half with that brilliant goal. I think what's important is sometimes the Clifford doesn't play great and the other forwards step it up because if you look at last year against Tyrone, Clifford went off injured and in the next period which was the extra time first half, Kerry didn't really know where to look or, or what to do so I think it's it's important that sometimes the Clifford's not on his A game that everyone else really does chip in and get the scores needed uh, Before we go Mossy this is pure speculation we were wondering here even off air we're trying to read into the micro body language of James Horn and wonder will he leave it at that or will he give it one more year I suppose the argument for the former is this feels fairly flat now and almost like it needs a bit of a rebuild all of a sudden on the other hand, it's hard to walk away after such a, by their standards, flat season. And you would think he'd find it hard to walk away after a season like that. But who knows with Horan? 
It is hard to know, yeah. And like they've obviously had a lot of transition in the last couple of years. When you yeah. think of some of the the kind of the warriors that have have kind of come and gone, and you're looking at the likes of Killian O'Connor and Aidan O'Shea and one or two others maybe within that squad, and they don't have a huge amount left. So whether he feels it's worth staying for another year to try and transition another couple of guys into the squad and can they get to that level and again we talked about the Ryan O'Donoghue's and the Tommy Conroy's and you get a couple of bodies back you're always going to have some injuries so it's not just an automatically going to fix things or bring them to another level but yeah he's been on the road a long time like he's mm. done massive work put massive work into into that Mayo job you'd imagine it would be his decision in the sense that if he feels he's something to offer and the management team he has around him and if if, if, if that is the case then he thinks there's something there Um but yeah, it'll be a question. You'd imagine from a Mayo perspective, and maybe this is something different with the with the shorter seasons, like as in it's a long time between now and when Mayo have to reconvene again at the end of the year. Previously, it might have been, you know, you might have finished in October. late August. Like <laughs> like yeah, or even August. Well, yeah. certainly quarterfinals, you would have been mid-August. Sure. And club championship and then your squads be getting going October, November. So it's a much smarter, a shorter window. Mm. So, um, but in saying that, you'd imagine he'll make a decision um, sooner rather than later from a, from because if he is going to step away to give someone else an opportunity to come in. Yeah. Final word to you, James. What's your sense of Horan? I'd be very surprised if he stayed on to be honest I think he doesn't know Mayo anything he's been brilliant for them he's developed players he's got him got him back every year after disappointments time and time again just like those players just like Keegan Aidan Shea Killian O'Connor every time they've been knocked they've gotten back on the horse and shown up again I don't think those fellas owe Mayo anything and I think it could just be a time where they'll say do you know what we've given it enough i just seen a couple of the Mayo lads out in the field do you know that shot where they're all with their with their young boys and girls their kids and they're kind of playing with them on Crow Park it's like the final goodbye mm. I've just seen a few of them do that <laughs> so yeah. I'm thinking I'd be surprised if the likes of Kevin McLaughlin came back you're looking at Keegan possibly going as I said Aidan Shea like if you took those three characters out of that group I mean it's difficult to replace those those sort of leaders yeah it does have end of era feel a touch what happened to your train don't worry it's been delayed till 8.15 oh, I'm going home tonight landed on your feet <laughs> I thought you were hitting the, I thought you were in the city for the night James was going to warn coppers or whoever coppers alright but I had to cancel I got the money back for that <laughs> uh, good man a long stint today I feel like I, I, was, I was saying earlier when you were disconnected I feel like we've been talking to each other for about three weeks at this stage I know yeah it was a long day to be fair especially the energy zapping nature of that first game yeah. my god yeah. history made with the penalty shootout and everything it was just so exciting a yeah. bit, bit of a, a less intense uh, second game but still very enjoyable thank you so much for today appreciate it pleasure thanks Les. cheers James Adonahu will be back on the football pod with uh, Paddy and Tommy during the week Mossy thank you for coming to the studio no worries Joe good to be here much appreciated so well we've got our semi-final lineup. it's going to be Derry against Galway on the Saturday and that's the 9th of July and then on the 10th it will be Kerry against Dublin and that should be uh, an epic if nothing else our GAA coverage on off the ball is in partnership with AIB proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship you can check out hashtag the toughest for more a Sunday paper review will be up for podcasts across our uh, social channels as well as the OTB Sports app and then OTBM is back tomorrow half past seven we're back on the radio as well as usual from seven o'clock we'll talk to you then